0: you know as a coach we're inside trying to get inside the minds of people we coach what i realize is that we all have issues that bring us down the belly punches the problems and so i really wanted to examine solving problems as you become a larger company and understand that problems are in fact going to happen and then what i learned in the process even go up through my own life is that the obstacle is the way, that in fact, it's problems and obstacles that create new ways of thinking and mental strength that if we did not have, we would not be who we are.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, and I am grateful to be joined by Brian Nolan, managing partner of Nolan Consulting Group, for a fun post-program highlights conversation. That's right, we are debriefing the 2023 Grand Summit Conference. For our listeners, summit members, and sponsor partners who joined us in San Diego, thank you. It was an amazing few days of learning, sharing, and engagement. You all came to this event ready to make the most of the experience, and it showed. Brian and I thought it was important to take some time to debrief the program. As a team here at Nolan Consulting Group, we worked incredibly hard to bring this event to life and utilize the opportunity to connect with our clients. And when moments like this happen, we learn to pause, reflect, and appreciate. Join us today as we highlight the program and the theme of building organizational strength. We applaud our fantastic speakers, and the variety of sessions put on by all of them, our personal takeaways, and our thoughts about next year. This episode is brought to you by the Sherwin-Williams Company, our premier grand summit sponsor and supporting partner of the summit member group.
0: People experience Sherwin-Williams in many ways, from our paint stores to our iconic projects around the world. But to uncover the meaning behind what we do, You have to look beyond the labels. We don't just make great products. We serve home builders, contractors, property owners, and manufacturers, big and small. We provide our customers innovative solutions to ensure their success, no matter where they work or what surfaces they're coating.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode. Brian Nolan, we are here to do a Grand Summit debrief. We just got back from San Diego a couple of weeks ago and uh, I think we're still riding the high of what was a whirlwind jam-packed few days with all of our members in San Diego.
0: Oh yeah, it was, you know, it was a week ago. Um, um, I took, uh, I took four days off, you know, not like some of the other people on my team. I'm a veteran, you know, any time, <laughs> any time of an in- intensity needs to be followed by some time of downtime. And so I took four days and went to Joshua Tree National Park, Palm Desert with Agnes, and uh, it was a blast. Uh, So so what are we doing here, Molly, on today's podcast?
1: We are going to do kind of a debrief of the the few days that we had out there. Um, We did this last i say last year, um, it's not quite right. We did this in 2021 after our Nashville Grand Summit. You and I kind of had a, a conversation about the program, our takeaways, what we loved. Uh, and because it just gets us in a good place as we think about you know the year going forward and the and, you know, things that we want to continue to do. Uh, and for those that were not able to be with us, Maybe this gives you a little bit of into a glimpse of um what happened, what you missed, and hopefully we will see you next year.
0: Oh wait, now are you gonna interview me or am I gonna interview you? What has because this I mean
1: typically the interviewing is my job.
0: Yeah, we're switching this off this time. This oh, no. I'm taking this back over again. This is my job today. Oh, because no. Molly, uh Molly is has been the program manager for grad summit and um In past and this year, her her team did an amazing job. So, Molly, I'm taking the mic and I'm going to interview you because there's you. You've got probably the broadest perspective. Um, I I was just kind of a talking head, you know. This time, (laughs) I just showed up and did and did some some speaking. So, I want to ask you questions. I'm going to sort of focus it around four topical areas. Okay, your your preparation. And the venue it, itself, uh, the content, um, the attendees, and and finally, what's on on tap for next year? Uh, let's hit preparation because Molly bribed me here.
1: What, oh, what, did I? What the listeners? <laughs> I need did. I know, did.
0: What the listeners need to know is I don't know when we'll go back to like November. It's like se-
1: September. September. September.
0: Molly said she wanted to take me out for beers and she wanted to show me something that she wanted to use for, for the grand summit. And I said, sure. So I'm probably a beer and a half in, you know, starting to feel real good on, on a Friday afternoon. And and she introduces this app and it's a grant, it's a conference app. And um, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, let's go for it. She said, wait a minute. Let me tell you the price. And she told me the price and I n- nearly, Uh, choked on my beer at at the time. Um, But then I realized something. I realized uh, from all my readings and studies that um, your best employees need uh, the tools uh, to do what they do best. And so uh, I gave it a go-ahead. I won't talk about price here, but Safe to say, come up with your own figure listeners and double it, maybe triple it. Um, But it changed Molly. When that happened, I saw Molly like, oh, my gosh, the engagement level was amazing. And uh, from that point point forward, it became a game for her. Um, And so, Molly, how did you find and evaluate this app? And what made you think about it?
1: Yeah, well I think it's important to note that you know when we were having this conversation in September a lot of planning had already taken place for the grand summit. We this is a this is a year plus long event that we plan for. Um and so there were a lot of moving parts already in play. We had the venue and, lo- and location and dates nailed down. I had already done a site visit out to San Diego. It's really important with a, a program of this size and involving this many people that you are able to 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 see it come to life. Um, and I know Brian, you practice this a lot. like envision it before it happens.. Holy. And so uh, we do site visits now. We go to the place where our program is going to be. I see all of the meeting spaces. I basically walk the event in my mind while on site. So we had all of that nailed down and we were, In the process of uh, content planning at that point in time and thinking about how things were going to be delivered in the past, you know, we have transitioned in time from having just a workbook and all that good stuff to we've used a Google site in the past um, and I just felt like we needed to take things next level, like meet our our clients and you know their their employees, kind of where they are at from a technology standpoint, and how can we really engage people on site there, you know, pre conference, during conference, and post conference. So I started to do just some research, uh, looking around on um, on the App Store, doing some Googling, just kind of finding out what are other Companies, maybe similar to us or other uh, consulting firms that put on programs, what are they using? What are they doing? And so, through some uh, just research like that, I I stumbled upon this particular company. Uh, We use WebEx events by Socio, and uh, there are several others like them out there. And so, I did some evaluations from uh, different sites, kind of just do some comparison from what you know, what is it that you're looking to, to get out of the app itself what is your main goals and then how do these different programs or platforms stack up so did a couple of demos and conversations um and with, with this particular one webex by socio i had a really great conversation with an account exec she knew we she asked me what was important to me and then she nailed it and for me it really was employee engage- or attendee engagement
0: mm.
1: really allowing our clients to network and connect with each other while on site. And then to hopefully continue that connection post-conference. When you bring 270 plus people together for, for two and a half days, that's gold for us. It's our members in one place um, having the opportunity to to share best practices, build relationships. And so how can we take away barriers there? Um, and not everybody has everyone's cell phone number. And not everybody wants to email, but to, but we're also accustomed to Messaging, um, you know, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, being able to if you have a profile just to message one each other, you know, message each other. So this this app had that capability amongst so many other things of us being able to have the agenda out there and resources and announcements and um, getting sponsors an opportunity to connect. So it really, and and from a registration point uh, perspective, it really was an ease of the process, and so. Uh, with a little bit of bribery and putting out all of the, you know, laying out the facts, laying out the costs. To be fair, I did go to Andrew and it, you know, prior to that conversation, I was like, listen, I'm going to be bringing this to Brian because I knew Brian was the final decision maker on it, but I knew I had to get some other people on my team. So I brought it up to Andrew. I mentioned it. I socialized it with Catherine. They were all like, yeah, this is interesting. Andrew was like, if the money's there, the money's there. Let's do it. <laughs> and the money was there. And so Brian gave me thumbs up, and then we just rolled with it. And then for me, it opened up the doors to all these things that we could do, and made it feel like a different program than what we've done in in the past. And we're always trying to level up, right? Trying to be better than what we did than what we did before. And this always. was this was our um, opportunity to do that here.
0: You always you always need to be thinking, what can we do better? Always. Um, you know, it it was good for all levels, even someone 60 years old, the app. It was it was, it was, was easy to get on it. And mm-hmm. then it had things like uh, Q&A you could ask. In the moment, someone could ask a uh, question in the audience on the app. And the moderator could see it and then ask the uh, speaker a question. It had the venue map. You could have attachment to it. Anyway, safe to say it's here to stay, huh?
1: It's definitely here to stay, and I, I have to note, Brian. It, it cracks me up because you know we were on a couple of you know, calls with uh, some other speakers and sponsors, and you brought up this app um, almost like we were the first to ever do this. We're, we're leading the charge, and I'm like, we're just we're just trying to keep up. <laughs> we're just trying to keep up with the ever adapting world of technology and the event space. And so I knew that we we had to make a leap. We had to invest in this program and invest in technology for us to to be better. So I I mean Brian kudos to you for um, giving me the opportunity to to find a tool to invest in a tool um, and to run with it. There was definitely some trust outlaid there for sure. Um and so I'm really glad that it worked out because I, you know I I knew that I was taking a little bit of a risk yeah. and it paid off.
0: You know uh, as a leader I I looked at that app as as, oh my gosh, what else can we do? So we've had some research going on about an NCG planning app. Uh, so listeners picture a permanent NCG app on, on your phone that has your 90 day plan um, to your to-dos, um, your resources, videos from NCG. Uh, so I've got some people working on this now. And what I saw in the, Venue app that, that we use was the uh, potential to take our company to to the next level, um, and I got I got pretty pretty excited about it. You, Mal, um, you had a great team. Uh, um, did. I watched you guys for weeks. See, I, for every listening. This was um, the most relaxed grand summit that I had, uh, other than my keynote preparation, which was significant. I just watched like all the ants working out here, little ants working as as teams. Can you tell us what who's on your team and what what you learned specifically about teamwork to prepare for this event?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as Brian mentioned, in, in my role, um, you know, program and marketing manager, it, the, the Grand Summit is one of my main responsibilities is to bring this, um, this concept, this, this program to life. Um, but of course I cannot do that on my own and I have a great team in place. Um, and safe to say they were, this was new for them this year. We had several new team members who this was their first grand summit. So I won't lie. My, um, stress levels were a little bit high because there's an assumption of certain knowledge of just having done these in the past that, these guys didn't have, um, or these ladies didn't have. And, but they they knocked it out of the park. And I have to obviously shout out. So, Maureen Richard, she joined the team just over a year ago here um, in a client services admin position and has since grown into um, being a program coordinator and really helping me out on the event side. And she stepped it up in such a way. I said to her, probably. I don't know. It felt like a thousand times. Where would I be without Maureen in this position? Because she just, she, we hadn't planning meetings Yeah. and she took what I said and she just did it. I didn't have to worry. Things weren't happening. She did it. And then she brought ideas to the table. She sometimes she was two steps ahead. And I know that one of my struggles sometimes is delegation. I mm. I know what has to be done. And sometimes it's just easier for me to do it. And I've learned that I, when the program grows to this size, I can't do it all. So I have to delegate. I have to trust that what we spoke about will get done in the way that we talked about it being done. And so Maureen really stepped, stepped it up and knocked it out of the park. Uh, Jen Ware, a new team member, just joined in the last two months. So kind of came in at the tail end of uh, the chaos of logistics really coming to together. Mm. And she just was, she was steady. She took notes for us at every meeting, we, wherever she could play a role to help, she did. And mm-hmm. I needed that. We needed people who were just aware of what was happening at all times. Um, and just could and could fill could fill fill the slots and Jen did that. Um so we would have weekly or twice a week meetings just on, on this program, um, in addition to all the other things that, that we were working on. But I realized that I need to lean on my team to help pull it together, uh, cause it would be bad if it was just me trying to do it all.
0: Well, you know, watching you was interesting uh, um, because uh, delegation is hard uh, when uh, you know what exceptional quality is. And so delegation is is you stepping out but also other people stepping up and you saw people stepping up which allowed you to delegate i still mm-hmm. noticed you towards I, that that last week you had such intensity here uh
1: that will never change that will That's- never
0: change but but then i i also noticed when we got to the venue I, I noticed you all of a sudden felt that you had control now you were there, you had your team and I saw a whole new level of confidence in you. Well,
1: that's, that's because once you're there, if you've not nothing, you can't really change a whole lot at that point. It's that kind of last three weeks leading up to the event where things are due, attendee numbers are being finalized, printing is, printing deadlines are in place, final communications. There's a lot of different things coming at you from all different perspectives. um, And you want to be able to give everybody 100%. But once you're there, you, like, you've done it. And so it just needs to actually, you need just to basically hit play and you, and hope that everybody has has kind of really taken over their role and is going to play it out the way you plan for it to be. And that the hotels, you know, stands up and does their, does their end of the deal. And our our venue certainly did. We had a wonderful experience there with them. Um, But yeah, once you hit, once you're there and hit play, it is what it is.
0: Andrew and I were looking at you guys preparing and we, we sort of chuckled and reminisced uh, 2007 it was just uh, he and I, and the night before this grand summit is going to start, he and I are are packing binders, um, 130 binders with 200 pages each and realizing that the binders didn't fit all the paper. And then we start tearing out pages. Oh, I just it was feel just, the
1: anxiety building inside of me as you say those things.
0: It was such a lesson in uh, putting the right people in in the right roles to to do that thing. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the venue. Uh, beautiful venue, sunny San Diego. Almost guaranteed no rain. How'd that work out for you?
1: Wonderfully. <laughs> well, it was funny when we arrived. So some of my team got there a couple of days earlier, um, so that we could kind of do a debrief, you know, do pre-con meeting with the hotel staff, get ourselves set up, some final last-minute preparation of things you ha- just have to wait to do on site. And on the Tuesday before the conference, it was like it, there was a hurricane blowing it through was, San Diego. falling winds, sideways wind, sideways, sideways rain. It was insane. And I was like, I was sold. I signed a contract for this venue on the concept that it was sunny San Diego. When I was there, it was beautiful. I was told they never got – they didn't really get rain. And there I was in the middle of a hurricane uh fortunately the weather did progressively get better slowly
0: but surely slowly
1: but surely as the week went on um the hotel so we stayed at the hyatt regency mission bay spot and marina in um it's so in mission bay right outside of downtown san diego it's beautiful location waters all around you and uh it the venue shines on a nice on a nice day um and so I learn and, and and the venue itself is indoor outdoor. So you walk out of a meeting room into the outside and then you walk in so there's you're not stuck, which is the the, the best part of it. You, you're getting shots of vitamin D all day long. Um, you're not stuck inside of a meeting room or hotel where there's no windows, there's no natural light. So that also sold me. Um, so but when you have that, you you anticipate the weather is going to cooperate um, and it, it did and it didn't. I definitely had some moments where I was like, what is happening? Uh, but, you know, and we'll we'll get to your your keynote, Brian, but um, I kept having to say to myself, you can only control so much. You've controlled so much up to this point. You can only control so much. And, you know, at our cocktail reception, an hour in, it's beautiful. We're outside. We had made the call to do it in the outdoors on this beautiful lawn. Uh, the hotel supported it. We had heaters. And just as we were about to, as we were starting our kind of welcome and the awards, it began to rain. And not less than five minutes before I had told our two photographers there, if it begins to drizzle inside, you go inside. I don't want you to get your equipment damaged. Um, And here they were recording our awards and welcoming and it begins to rain. (laughs) And I looked, the photographer, I looked at each other and he just shrugged through his jacket over his his um camera and kept going so i appreciated the adaptability of of them i the of the hotel too they asked if we wanted to move inside at one point and i was like you know what it is what it is we've got 40 minutes left of this of this program people are hanging out you know can only do so much so i just learned that um you just got to take things in stride sometimes and hopefully folks understand that um we don't play weatherman
0: yeah you know and they uh testament to the community Um, no one left the summit members were there it started raining and I don't know whether it was the fact that it was free alcohol and appetizers (laughs) hard appetizers but people stayed and and uh, and then after 30 minutes or so it stopped again Uh, so then we got into it you know we got get into it Wednesday morning I'm sorry Thursday morning and uh, kicked off at eight o'clock you opened up up the workshop. Tell us about the tracks that 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 there were. And sort of the, the thought behind the four different tracks.
1: Yeah. So then we had a, a busy two days of of sessions that ran along four tracks. Um, that being uh, sessions designed for executive management and owners, designed for sales management and leaders. Designed for outside operations and field leaders. And then lastly, sessions designed for internal operations and admin leaders. Now, that last one, that internal operations and admin leaders, that was a new add for us this year. We've, in the past, have always had at least three tracks So we've encouraged um, the business owners that we work with to bring their sales leaders and their operations leaders. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the theme of the conference itself, building organizational strength and recognizing that. Every department plays a critical role in the strength and success of the business. We needed to open up and bring in uh, another track to truly really play to that that organizational strength. We had also heard feedback from our Nashville Grand Summit that they had admin and internal leaders that they wanted to bring, and if we had sessions that spoke to to that, you know that that role, they would show up. And by gosh, they did. We had a lot of new new faces to this program. And it was really exciting to see. So, you know, we did um, things like uh, employee onboarding that really got a lot of HR folks involved, marketing best practices, streamlining processes for efficiency. So um, how I saw it is that there were um, a lot of those folks are integrators. Like they're the ones often pulling together, you know, maybe not the main visionary integrator relationship, but these are folks who are like doing doing the work of the work at the office um, of pulling systems together and really helping the efficiency, so it was really cool to see um, a lot of business owners really um, kind of recognize that and bring their their teens along and help them help them develop. But it was tough, Brian. I mean, you and I, we, we well, we have a larger process on how the agenda comes together. Um, mm-hmm. It like I said, when we met in September to talk about the app, we had already, I think, had some conversations about the content. Um, so we generally look to get input from clients and uh, the larger and only consulting group team you know what are their clients talking about and needing what are topics that they would want to see at the program we then get a whole we do a survey get a whole list together look where things overlap begin to put you know a, a topical ideas into categories you and i then meet a couple of times because we realize it's really great to get feedback or input on the from a broad perspective but then we need to kind of close out and really work in a small committee to finalize a lot of the details. Yes, mm-hmm. and getting input at different at different levels, but um, it's worked I think really well in the last couple of years, where you and I sit down like a puzzle and begin to to pull it all together.
0: Months and months and months beforehand, and we obsess over uh, the right balance of programs, making sure that we we have newer stuff that people want, like in. In the marketing area, that was a late ad. Because I'll, I'll have a thought late at night going, oh, crap, we're not. And I say, I don't
1: stressing. know where we're going to put that, but when we'll try.
0: Put, <laughs> we switch things around. We, you know, when you put things competing against each other, you're like, but people want to go to both of them. How are you going to do that? Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like making sausage. It it tastes good, but you don't know, always want to see how it gets made. It's a, a lot of uh our, Arm wrestling. It can,
1: yeah, a lot so of arm wrestling. It, it, it's messy yeah. at times if there's definitely debate. We had visuals up on the walls in our office of what the three days looked like and removing stickies around. Um, for me, that was a great new thing we did. we did this year that I haven't done in the past, and I will do it again. Being able to put the agenda up on the wall on a large, on a large scale with moving parts, almost like a game, and then doing it, walking away for a couple of days, coming back to it. Seeing it with new, fresh eyes, yeah. and we did that for several, several weeks. For a couple of months, we did that. Yeah. Um, it's still up on the wall. It's probably time that it can come down now, uh, but it was fun.
0: Well, you know, one of the takeaways you had, I know, is to start the process earlier, um, and maybe we'll get to that at the end. Um, mm-hmm. How many speakers did we have, Ma?
1: Gosh, we had at least 18 plus facilitators all in um, and then a deep list of panelists and those yeah. panelists came from uh, Summit members and their teams. And so that in itself, that's a lot of moving parts in making sure every facilitator knows you know, what's expected of them in that role, um, that they can get their deliverables in on time, that they know where they need to be, where yeah. and when. Um, so we have a process for that as well I think that we can probably make some tweaks to how we do that next year uh, but yeah 18 plus facilitators because there was what, 28 29 sessions yeah. over two days it's a lot yeah.
0: Let, let's um let's do just a deeper dive on, on a few of these sessions that resonated um I, I'll start uh, selfishly um, with the keynote that I gave and I I guess I think I'll start by saying um, it, it was the most fun that I had in preparing for any talk I've ever given um, I started preparing for it months in advance and really becoming a student of of this topic of getting inside the mind of a leader you know as a coach we're inside trying to get inside the minds of people we coach and what I realized is that um, we all have, issues that bring us down, uh, that, that sort of stop us, that hold us back, uh, the belly punches, the problems. And so I really wanted to examine problem management, solving problems as you become, um, a larger company and understand that problems are in fact going to happen. Yeah. Surprises are going to happen. People are going to get injured. You're going to get Google reviews. Employees are going to leave, um, Recessions are gonna happen. And so how we, how we handle it is critical. And then what I learned in the process, even going through my own life, is that the obstacle is the way that in fact, it's, it's problems and obstacles that create new ways of thinking and mental strength that if we did not have, we would not be who we are. Um, was there a particular takeaway you had, Ma from that keynote?
1: Well, there was two you – so you went through a whole list of, like, workouts, what you can do for yourself to help, you know, build strength. Um, the two that really, uh, you know, drove home for me, and one of them being kind of like the ending theme um, or the ending note of the conference, um, that being handle hard better. Oh, Yeah. And that I I know has really struck a chord with a lot of attendees because I've actually seen some folks you know tag photos and put things up with and and have have mentioned the phrase like handle hard better, and so I think it's something that we can all remember. Like life is you're, like you said, life is hard. Things are messy, personally, professionally. How can we handle it better? Yeah. Um, so that one I think is just a, is just an affirmation that um, I will you know, consistently have to remember Um, and also knowing your circle of control. Like I said, with the weather, um, I kept apologizing to people that it was raining and some folks were like, you shouldn't be apologizing. This is nothing that you could do, but it's in my innate um, way to just be like, I'm so sorry, you know, wish I could, but I I couldn't do anything. Um, So recognizing what it is that I can control, maybe apologizing less for the things that I cannot is one that. I, you know, want to work on, I have a lot of life things coming up in the next several months. um, And in the nature of being in the program and planning world, uh, things are going to happen that are not how I planned them to be. So these are things that I'm just going to basically mantras that I'm going to have to keep telling myself on a regular basis and taking deep breaths. Um, But like you all out there, I, my stress levels go high. I suffer from anxiety when it comes to certain things and just these these affirmations um, are how we get through.
0: You know, one of the workouts I did was called a pre-mortem. So a lot of us do post-mortems. Things didn't Mm -hmm. go well, what happened? What did we learn? A pre-mortem is before an event or before something happens, um, you prepare what could go wrong. It's a risk assessment. And um, if this happens, no problem, we'll just do this. What if that happens? That's okay, we'll do this. Um, so Molly's wedding's coming up in June. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what if it rains? No problem. We'll have a tent. Uh, we have a so tent on standby. <laughs> what you do is you don't, you don't sort of get anxiety about things you can't control. It yes. makes absolutely no sense to get anxiety around something you can't control. What you can control, you prepare the heck out of and you crush it. That's the answer here.
1: Totally. Um, and I, I think it, though, it's important to say, yes, it makes no sense to stress around the things you cannot control. But I think we all know it's, it, this is a practice. And so we are all as, as much as we, we will get better at it. And I, that's the goal is to get better at handling the stress, getting better at handling things, handling you know, hard better. Heart better. Um, but give yourself some grace. You're going to stress about things. It's, it's just going to happen, but how can we do it better?
0: Yeah. And, and also how long you're going to, you're going to stress about something. Get, stress yeah. is a natural feeling. Stress is actually good. It's an emotion. Good. You know, yeah. It's actually good because it provokes action. Uh, you, you have stress for a purpose mm-hmm. and uh, what, what you do is you grab it and then you, you act on it. And uh, we always say action and anxiety do not actually cannot coexist at the same time. If, if you're taking action, you're in control. If you're having anxiety, you're feel out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also had a guest speaker come. Uh, t- uh, Tom Foster. Tell us about Tom.
1: Yeah, Tom Foster joined us for a full day on on Thursday. He led an internal levels of work. Uh, session on Thursday morning, in addition to kind of a, a next level, next step, levels of work and management practices. And then I was also involved in a um, execution of developing people session on on, on a panel. Um, Tom Foster is someone that we reference often in terms of his work with levels of work and understanding how people develop um, in terms of their, their, their tasks and what they're capable of producing. Um, and it's part of, um, you know, employee development. Uh, For those who have listened to our podcast in the past, we've done a whole levels of work series and we gave lots of credit to Tom Foster. Andrew is a major Tom Foster fan. So um, he was giddy to have Tom Foster there in real life. I think it
0: lightly. I think there's a (laughs) romance going on. Uh,
1: No, but Tom was great. Uh, He, he, you know, brought a lot of, uh, you know, educational component to the table and, made just changes the way we think about we think about things and how we we look to develop our employees with those position visions and where where they're at from level one two three four in terms of the tasks that we ask people to do
0: yeah you know I, I, one of the things that that really hit me with one of his talks was how we interview people and how we we sort of fall in love with candidates um uh and he boy he really cautions against that in, in a really good way, um, really getting into the right interview questions to understand the person's capabilities of the work of the work and um, experiential questions, not hypothetical ones. And so really, really, uh, I thought applicable stuff. Um, What I love that actually real quick was at lunch, uh, you know, he gathered around a lot of people eating and uh, he and Kevin were having great debate in a in a good way, um you know, the academic versus the business leader and and seeing those two two spar and then eventually agreeing on most levels was fun. That is fun. It really was fun. Uh other other uh programs that that sort of resonated?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what the the, the cool part about us is that we had a variety of topics presented in those two days. I mean, from establishing a board of directors and f- navigating family business to uh, different sa- sales classes from sales management to sales mastery, sales training. Um, we talked about S- SL2 experience and Colin and Sydney from our team led a great session on that, you know, really helping people understand how to lead and, and develop people um, in in their roles. Um, I mean, field leadership competencies, uh, community impact, um, macro to micro culture. That, that was, was a,
0: super interesting.
1: That was a big one. That one got a lot of great ratings. great ratings. Um, that, that really was for enjoyed people, it.
0: Yeah, people listening, that was Colin Nolan and Kevin Nolan Jr., Kevin C. Nolan, and um, they're, they're cousins, um, close in age, actually. And uh, they had such an awesome conversation about um, where culture really happens at the micro level, which is um, on the uh, crews and how they have to buy in and understand the macro culture. But we can't ignore the micro ones. We just need to keep them healthy.
1: Totally. Catherine ran a great session on the onboarding experience. She had a panel of folks um, from different companies talking about what it means to bring on Um, New team members and what that process looks like. Um, Jim Bradley did a a session on lean principles. That's a topic that we've had a lot of podcasts on, and it's really starting to come to life as a program here at NCG. Um, Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, defining lean real quick.
1: Yeah. Lean is a principle in which it's a lens in which you, you look through to help, um, add value and remove waste in a process. Yeah. So uh, creating, yeah. uh, creating efficiencies and there's different, um, tools in the lean toolbox for how you can look at, uh, workflows and efficiency and diagnose where waste is happening and how you can, you know, good stuff. make make that change. Um, I mean, Brian, you did a session actually with Jim Bradley on um, succession and the succession plan, which is a new program we're also um, putting out um, as a service. Talk about that. How was that for you? Yeah, I mean,
0: that was fun because that was about about maybe six months in uh, creation working with uh, Jim and Sydney uh, to take take content and put it into a nine-stage succession process uh, that that we suggest is seven years long. Um, oh, you, you know, you spend 30, 35 years building a business, and what makes you think you can just end it in like a year? No, no, it's seven-plus years of understanding what skills need to be replaced um, and then helping helping to to find those skills, but also to find your next mountain. And and your next passion, you can't just walk away from a business um, uh, that you so much identified uh, with as your identity, right? right. So um, anyway, great process. We'll be rolling that out, um, marketing it as a separate program, as well as incorporating it with our 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 coaching.
1: I um, can't I can't help but leave out or not leave out uh, safety. We did a whole session on safety and what and the importance of that across um, all the industries that were there. We had a um, really um, well-spoken panel of leaders um, who make safety a priority within their businesses and are challenging all of our clients um, to make safety a focus within their own organizations. And we're going to be rolling out a process for that. Um, All summit members will be required to kind of go through and hit a certain level from safety. So knowing that gives us uh, comfort knowing that the clients that we are working with are providing safe workplaces for their employees.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, cheers to the team, uh, Catherine, pulling together, Paul Cook, Kevin Nolan, uh, champions of the uh, safety cause, and and then uh, Ernie, the Nolan Painting Safety Director, uh, Darren, the Painters USA Safety Director, um, just did it, did an amazing job of of making safety uh first and um, th- this new uh, scoring process is going to be great and you know benchmarking it is going to be great
1: so um, it's, it's, i would say it's wild to kind of just think about i mean all of these sessions that really went down in a matter of 2 days and yeah. i i mean I was kind of floating being that person where wherever somebody needed something, I was running in and making sure that things were running as they should. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of pop into each session for five minutes or so. Um, but I was sad that I couldn't be in all places at once because they were all really I, great.
0: I was jumping around when I wasn't speaking. I was bopping around to to see bits of it. So let, let us not forget about the sales guys, the whole sales Uh, theme that was there of um, Jim Falk, uh, Nolan Painting, Head of Sales, uh, Mike Shannon, who's one of our sales coaches, coaches. Mark Ripken, uh, who's also a sales coach, he's from Painters USA, and Jane Allen, who is um, a a search firm that we have used. In fact, she found Jim Bradley, um, and uh, we got referred to her by Mark. any, any comments on the sales themes there, there, Ma?
1: No, I think, I think it was great. I felt like we had, we had the ability to hit kind of all different, um, different parts, uh, of sales from the, from the training to kind of mastery tips, uh, to building your management team. Um, we hit marketing. Marketing was really a really, uh, great panel of some folks and that, I mean, that fits into the sales, the sales process a little bit, um, I mean, ultimately, it's funny when you step back, we brought in a lot of um, outside speakers or it wasn't it wasn't just you and Catherine and Andrew and Colin speaking, which, you know, it's great when to include you all. But it's really cool to bring in professionals from other industries who, who can kind of take it next level. On on particular topics. Um, And so that's something that I'd like to ensure that we kind of do moving forward. And maybe you all played a really strong role in helping to manage all those different facilitators and to be mentors and to help kind of bounce ideas and make sure that the content was on point and that they knew our audience because that's a big part of it.
0: That was one of Andrew's key roles. I I think he had the most classes to manage in terms oh, of so being yeah. He had
1: like nine or ten mentor. classes. He was man. He was mentoring.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, you know Andrew's one of my great content people here. So having him involved in that piece certainly gave me confidence. Um, so let's just end with a couple things here. Attendees and and next year, how many attendees, and and then how many trades, and then how yeah, many so additional we- non owners.
1: We landed around 270, 75 folks at the end of the day, which is our highest uh, program attendee rate yet. That, of course, includes um, folks from our team. We had 12-plus uh, trades there from painters to roofers, landscapers, movers. That really
0: excites me, by the way. Yeah, garage nice. door
1: installers, glass installers, uh, you know, coatings. Uh, electrician, so really, we are really not cool.
0: just about painters. We you have know, now we, exploded. We have yeah. landscaping groups and lots, lots of remodelers. Groupers, it's really fun to see landscape. them
1: all. Them all connect as well. Um, I mean, in a mix of um, business owners and non-owners. Like I said, when you have those additional tracks, it really encouraged a lot of our clients to bring leaders from their teams with them. So for almost every owner that was there, there was at least one to two additional p- folks from their teams that join them and that the is the
0: benefits amazing. are exponential because now you go back and you, you you can execute whereas the owners used to go back and the people at the office be like, oh no, here here, here yeah, she comes scared, again. Scared
1: of all the ideas coming back from a conference. Nicole Hannock of Painters USA, who led a session, the streamlining um, processes session, has talked about that on previous podcasts, um, especially on the Visionary Integrator podcast she did with Catherine, that she used to see Paul go off to these summit conferences and programs. And she, w- and she would be back at the office and she would dread when he came back because he came back invigorated with all these new ideas. Um, but now she's a part of that. And now she's coming back with new ideas. And now she's right. also now teaching and presenting and leading, um, which is which is very cool. So getting your team on board with the ideas kind of in the moment, I think, is a game changer.
0: It's so much fun. I, I got to tell you, the, these grand summits are, um, they are next level in terms of having nolan consulting um building new material and uh and and then socializing with clients i i i just had a blast where so where are we going next year well
1: i i want to give just a a, an appreciation to our attendees and our our clients for how they showed up as well
0: they show up um
1: i heard the best thing said about our group of um, attendees, not only from the hotel staff and how well um, just it felt like this group was and how how they interacted with the staff. I mean, that's and that can be tricky, you know. You bring a lot of people to to a place, and you hope everything works out. But also from our sponsors, and we can't forget our our partners that help us put on a program like this. Um, our our partners are amazing. They let us help us do what we do best, um, and we want you know to shout shout them out in, in the same way. But they said to me, they've um, they've never really shown up to a group like this before. That sometimes when they go to programs or expos, they they are there and have to kind of, you know, draw people in to learn about whatever it is, you know, their platforms. But our clients showed up ready to learn, ready to be open and ready to just kind of receive information. And that to me is is kudos to um you know coaches how you have prepared clients to show up for this kind of teeing up what you know what the expectations are at a program like this but at the end of the day like summit members you guys just you showed up in the best way to make the most out of an experience and we appreciate you for that
0: well you know it's a uh, testament to the values we, we we gave out summit values awards you know we we've got a values that include personal accountability i'm sorry uh personal development, accountability, collaboration, trust, community, and fun. And uh, I—that that is really important to us when we look at who's part of the network and those values showed up.
1: It certainly did. Um,
0: so where are we going next year? And let's get started. Is that, yeah. is that on, the pl- on the wall yet? Let's get agenda going. No, it's already. not
1: on the wall yet, uh, but the planning has begun. We're already in conversations with our next location. i hoping to nail that out, nail that down in uh, the next, gosh, week or two. Um, hopefully by the time this goes out, we will have that contract signed um, and we will be sharing that with all of our members, um, you know. The idea of Savannah was floating around. I'm not going to say yet that it's set in stone, um, but we've been to Savannah in the past. In 2018, we heard a lot of great things from our clients about that location. um, And so we are uh, making a strong consideration to to head back there. So stay tuned for Grand Summit 2024 news. The announcement will be coming out um, in the near future. And uh, we hope to see you all there. In the meantime, we have a lot of great programs that happen throughout the rest of the year, both virtual and on-site. So uh, stay connected.
0: Hey, Mile, you, you stepped up in this year's Grand Summit, uh, I think, higher than anybody expected you would or could. And uh, uh, as as a leader and a father, so proud.
1: Thank you. Great
0: Appreciate job, that. Mal. Thank you. We, we look forward to... Um, the next several podcasts have a great
1: day thanks for listening to this episode out of the hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at nolan consulting group a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country have a question comment or idea for future episodes we'd love to hear from you visit our website www.nolancg.com